Hey, happy new year. New year. Can you believe it's 2020? No, but now I have to say it. Welcome everybody. It's 2020. It is 2020. And with the new year comes elections. Our favorite thing. And boy, are they heating up quick. Yeah. It's uh it's January. And when do we get the primary ballots? February 20th or something like that? Yes, absentee ballots are coming out next month. Amazing. So we talked a little bit at the end of the year about some of the seats that were open in the city of San Bernardino, and there were several of them, actually um, four. Uh, so we talked about those, and these campaigns are gearing up, and we see a lot of activity on social media, and, you know, it's always so messy. <laughs> you know, it's uh, the one thing that... I think has been a big issue that you've seen on your page. I've seen on my page and other people are starting to report are all of these fake profiles and mm-hmm. just fake the incumbents campaigns. And I'm learning that this has actually been something they've done in prior campaigns. Like people. Yeah, I do see um, as an administrator to one of the um, pages that monitors City Hall, I see a lot of people coming in, trying to come in, and it's clear that it's either a fake profile or someone posing as someone other than themselves. Um, So I really try myself and the other administrator, we really try to make sure that we are letting legitimate constituents and residents in to these pages because I really don't want it to become, you know, some crazy free for all about San Bernardino. I, our page is specifically to talk about issues that affect uh, residents of San Bernardino and things that are happening in city hall and the elected officials within city hall. And so we really have tried to keep it to that. We don't allow memes. We don't allow spam. We don't allow, you know, advertisements for restaurants and stuff like that. We don't allow any of that. Um, And there's a reason for that. It's hard to figure out if someone's, you know, a true or fake profile, but we do have some resources that will help us determine that. And, and at the end of the day, we can just ask people to prove who they are. Right. And that it's weird that it just has to come down to that. Like I've, I've even on my page, which I really tried for the last year, not to, ban or or not have anybody on there but they become really uh incensed and you can just tell when someone's not there to actually participate they're there to create distractions or just something else and i think it's really it really speaks to the incumbents and it really speaks to what's what we deal with in san Bernardino is you can't talk about anything real because you're always dealing with the mess and these people are messy and I just, I want more. Like we, I think us upping the game and verifying for other residents and I've seen it on the, on the other pages that I'm on. Uh, I appreciate that. I really do because fake news real it exists by, because people create fake accounts. Yes. And then, and then people unknowingly spread it, you know, and I know that there are several people who administer pages 
in San Bernardino as well. And they reach out to me all the time asking about certain people that have joined their groups and whether or not, you know, they're real or not. Now, so just to be clear, some of these accounts are fake names, but they're real people behind them that really have an interest in spreading, you know, false rumors or starting fights with people online. Um, You know, for example, there are several people who have accounts created specifically to be um, advocates for the mayor. Yes. And um, many of them are on his payroll. (laughs) There are people that work in City Hall. So, you know, but so it's, it's, you know, it's just really, you have to really be paying attention and, and see what's what. I mean, we all, we all remembered on. <laughs> oh, well, that, I was just, gonna, yeah, I mean, I, I was directly um, hit with one of his fake profiles and, you know, it was, it was revealed by one of the people that were on the campaign that multiple people had access to the account. The mayor had used it and, yeah. It's just it's sad because it's like, is that how pathetic people really are? Like you can't, you know, one one thing this lady once told me at a meeting, she's like, you know, I don't particularly always agree with everything you have to say, but I'll give it to you that you'll say it to their face. And <laughs> I'm like, and it's like, yeah, you know what? Cause that's, it's my opinion. It's, it's my, it's my thought on what they're doing as a resident. That's, these are my views. And if they can't, respond as themselves it's because they probably know that i'm just calling them out and they they they're not man or woman enough to face their own truth or own reality so i just yeah, yeah. And we, so- we have to, i really want to talk about, about this fake because beyond the fake profile uh basine who's running in the sixth ward her campaigning manager went as far as actually creating a fake profile for the other candidate that's running against her and then tried to plaster it all over Facebook, which I just, I can't believe. Like, I really hope that an apology comes from the scenes campaign. Oh, come on. Well, but don't you think (laughs) it's Like, I mean, I'm honestly, when I go to the council meeting, I'm going to ask the scene, like, how do you stand by that? How do you allow someone to not look she made a mistake christine made a mistake on her facebook we called it out it was funny they did it to me whatever but to to purposely go out there and create a to create something fake yeah so here's another particular situation so this is an individual who i've been aware of for some time and who came on the, the page that i administer and um challenged me you know, with this, with this whole story about, you know, running in Ward 5 and blah, 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 and then called me out on it, like, in a really condescending way, like, oh, hey, I challenge you to, you know, to do the right thing and call out this person for not living in the city. So here's the thing. First of all, I don't even know Kim, personally. I literally have never met her. I, I don't know her. But you're calling me out on it. Uh, you know, I reposted something that was an accurate depiction of uh, of Basine's campaign. And that is that it's a hot mess. That she yeah. has people running her campaign, that whether they did it 
you know, a, a number transposition or whatever it was, you put it out there and it makes her look foolish, right? And so um, I do campaigns all the time. If you don't proofread your shit, you, you got to be held accountable for it. You know, you're going to be. And mm -hmm. so when she called me out, you know, and challenged me, I had to do the research on Kim, which I was not a part of her race. I wasn't, I wasn't supporting her. I wasn't, you know, doing any of that. But mm -hmm. now I am because... <laughs> It's just like, no, okay, well, now that you called my attention to it, look, she qualified for the battle. She lives in San Bernardino. I know you've been to her house. Yes. Um, and so there's nothing to say that she is not legitimately running a campaign in the city. And and the, the registrar of voters would have not accepted her as a challenger if she had. So I know this about me. I moved here from Fontana. And literally five minutes later, put myself on the ballot for city council in Ward 7 where I live. Mm -hmm. You don't have to live here for years and years and years. You don't have to be, you know, that, that, all of that is like, no, you only have to live here for 30 days to put your name on the ballot for a ward. And a person who lives here for a long period of time or a short period of time or, you know, never at all. And, and then they just randomly move here, like Sandra moved here from Santa Ana. That you mm -hmm. can still be concerned about the community that you live in and the place where you buy property at. You know, well, you can still be that person and represent this community. So I don't even know what that even that whole what is that whole conversation even about? Like what? She's well, this is something that actually Kim and I discussed last night, and it, it it's really funny because I I remember when Sandra made the comment like Treasures only lived here eight years. Well, I've lived here longer than Sandra, or that these people that are lifelong residents like Juan and John and Basine are somehow more qualified because of their location than actually in what they can do, and it's really. It makes no sense. If you no. move to your community and you want to jump in with two feet, like Kim said, and you want to be a part of it, why would anybody want to deter that? Quite exactly. honestly, it's hard. It's I look at people who are coming in with fresh ideas and from cities that aren't uh, going through bankruptcies or working their way out of it. And they say, hey, this was really successful where I was at. Yeah. Um, we could do this here. Hey, you know what? You guys are doing this. Like, why don't you? Like, new questions and new ideas are not the enemy of San Bernardino. It's the savior. Exactly. You know, but they tried to demonize a person who just moved here. My understanding is that Kim lived in San Bernardino all of her life, spent a few years in Fontana. And now, you know, they want to say that she's a resident of Fontana, which she clearly is not. Right. You know, um, but, you know, so that was just, you know, that's just them trying to create a cloud over her head. But I think what it did is the opposite actually gave her a lot of attention. And yeah. so now there's a lot of people supporting her that probably would not otherwise be, <laughs> including <I've>, me. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I was so impressed yesterday with walking with Kim and just listening to her speak to residents and the different conversations on the different topics. And just it was just after a year of watching Basine sit there and basically say nothing, it, it yes. was really refreshing to watch someone say, I don't understand why we allow our funds to be allocated out of the sixth ward and into the other ones. Like, you know what? We, and it was just, 
I was impressed. And I really held off on, in, you know, supporting anybody because I'm not going to support people just because they're against the incumbent. I want to see really qualified candidates. And yesterday I was like, you know what? This is a, this is pretty, this is great. Like, well, I, I would say to people who are not, you know, who are undecided and who don't know who to support, one way to get to know a candidate is literally go on and walk with them. Yeah. See what they're talking about. See what their issues are. See who they are. You learn a lot about a candidate from walking with them, even if it's just for one day. Yes. yes. So, um, so I would encourage people, um, volunteer in a campaign for just a minute and meet the person and see what they're doing. You know, I, that's, that's actually a really good way to get to know a candidate. Um, there are other campaigns happening out there as well. We have the third ward, which, you know, again, that's not my ward. I really don't have a say. Um, but we have Luis Ojeda from We yeah. Are The Change running against uh, Juan, who is from Team Valdivia. Right. And um, so there is that campaign. I know you're familiar with that one. You live in the third ward. I, I, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, it's it's kind of with Juan, it's more of the same. Uh, and most of the people don't know that he's the the representative and he's MIA. Nobody's seen this guy. Like it's it's quite astonishing how Houdini is the ward rep because it, it and and I guess it's because it's a certain base of people. He's all, they've really only targeted and talked to maybe the 700 to 900 people that have um, elected him. But other than that, the people don't know Juan at all. And I've seen uh, Lewis. He's out in the community. His signs are up. He's talking to people, and. I think it's great. Like, at least I know he's out there, you know, I, I, so the community is, is I think more awake now that they're in a, in another election less than a year from the last one. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping something. Now these are primaries. So if there's only two people running for that seat, Mm -hmm. I believe that's true of the sixth ward as well. Yes. Um, so if there is 50 plus one, then there's no runoff. Right. And so um, in order for there to be a runoff, uh, Luis has got his work cut out for him. He's got to get, you know, he's got to make sure that Juan does not get 50% of the vote or he needs to get that vote count. So we'll see what happens there. I really haven't seen him again. I'm not in the third ward, so mm-hmm. I really haven't seen him out there. Now, the seventh ward, there's quite a few people running. How's that going? Um, I believe it's Dave Milanarski, the guy from all the secret emails. He's like, you know, Dave Milanarski is like funny because he is trying to make all these secret land deals with John via email. And yes, I have receipts. I can say that because I have receipts. I've like literally printed a whole bunch of emails between Dave Milanarski and John and him wanting to help him, you know, buy land in San Bernardino. And it's just, you know, you know, that's, that's Dave. What he will do is put out a bunch of signs like he does every single time he runs and he'll get no traction. And then you have Damon Alexander. I don't know what to think of Damon Alexander because he is and will be probably 
as empty headed as Basin if he gets elected. <laughs> I know he doesn't really seem to have any clear, you know, um, I don't know what his ideas are. I certainly am not going to support him. And I just can't, you know, I mean, I, I've met with him when I was running and I wasn't impressed then. And quite frankly, neither were the constituents weren't impressed with either of us, to be, to be honest. <laughs> so, um, and then you have Jim Mulvihill, who I just really, um, you know, I'm just sick of him being up there with his really great bio and not so great ideas or actions, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm leaning towards supporting Esmeralda Negretti. She's been out in, in the community, you know, doing things to help uncover corruption. That's what she's been doing. She's been doing a lot of activism. And so some people know her from running for school board in the past and of course now she's running to bring to light some of the things that are happening in the city and I think she would be a good choice uh, just because I think that she will ask a lot of questions I think she will be very diligent with the money um, so I, I'm leaning toward her but I, I more from her you know yeah that's that's something other people i've talked to in the seventh ward have said is like you know they want it where is she <laughs> and that's yeah you know, they they see her at the meetings and she's she shows up to a lot of the community meetings but um and i assume as her campaign is going she's knocking on doors but no signs yet or whatnot and I, yeah. so it's kind of between her and jim like you know we know what to expect from jim jim's been there and we know uh you know, kind of where, where we are at with his policies and where, you know, just his general, you know, best about how he is in this community, but Esmeralda mm -hmm. really is a, a wild card in the fact that she is very knowledgeable. She's extremely aggressive in fact finding and calling attention to discrepancies. She's huge on transparency and she doesn't back down, which I, I love yeah. I'm, as someone that's watched her in meetings. I think like, wow, like why isn't your council person saying this stuff? Like, why are we like sitting in the, on the sidelines and those are the players in the game and they don't even know the plays. Yeah. Now, exactly. And, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more from her for sure. And um, <clears throat> I, Lord knows I've been in the seventh ward now um, nine years and Jim's been my representative the whole time and he has zero charisma and he's rude and he ignores constituents and he doesn't have any ideas. The city is not better for having him on the council. So there's all these negatives about him. And so I'm just looking for someone to, you know, make things better in this ward. So I, I'm leaning toward her and we'll see what happens. Um, let's talk about the fifth ward. That's an interesting race. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of them. And just FYI, they are debating this Thursday night at 6.30. So Perfect. Let's get over there and find I am, out what's going on. I'm going to live stream it off of my page so that people can... Um, can see because I, you know, I've had people. Well, who do you support, and what do you? And I'm like, I don't know. Other than Henry, I, I don't know anything about the other ones. I'm really interested because I then, don't either. Except I do know a little bit about Mike Avenalanada. 
however you pronounce his name. Yeah. I'm sorry, I butchered that. Um, I do know a little bit about him. I'm hearing really good things, and there are a lot of endorsements coming through for a guy named Ben Reynoso. Reynoso? Mm-hmm. I've heard that too. Ben. Do you know him? I don't know him. I know that he's with Generation Now, and he's very active with ICUC. So, okay. um, but I've I've heard I've heard really good things about him. He's you know he has good ideas. He wants to change a lot of um, you know policies to really help small businesses. And the- I'd like to talk to some of these people. It would be great if we could get you know Ben or some other folks, maybe Esmeralda. Um, to join us on a podcast yeah no i that would be super awesome because you know, i know that we uh, did extend the invitation to luis in some way but he was not interested so yeah i you know if someone if if people want to take the opportunity to come on and talk you know that well, let's do that let's plan on having a conversation with maybe kim a conversation with i mean whoever wants to have a conversation with us it could be anybody yeah we'll even talk to the scene <laughs> you know but yeah let's have a conversation let's ask some real questions of these candidates no i'm i i'm that's what this is about i don't think people can hide forever yeah so i, I would i would extend invitations to them and let's see what happens okay perfect so outside of city hall there are other races that affect directly affect the city of san bernardino um <clears throat> the county position for my area, which used to be held by James Ramos and is now held by the in questioned um, Don Rao. Yeah. So she that was that's messy too, right? Uh, a judge said that she was not legitimately appointed, right. and that whole thing is now in appeal. Um, but I noticed that she's on the ballot as an incumbent, and there are a couple things wrong with that. First of all, as an appointed incumbent, the ballot designation, this is precedent, legal precedent going back for forever, that says that she has to be identified as an appointed incumbent. And that's not the case. So the county registrar is doing something funny there. And the other thing is that I question whether or not her illegitimacy will cause her to be fraudulently running because if her appeal is upheld of upholds the lower court then her appointment will be null and void and so will all her votes be right so there's a question there on that there are a couple of people running um for the third district uh, including someone who works for the county who has been a champion for um homelessness and human services um for many many years her name is karen ickes and um she seems like she really, you know, cares about the constituents and she really, really wants to do something about homelessness. And I know people feel some type of way about the homeless issue. They either feel like they should be criminalized or they feel like they should be pushed along to somewhere else or they feel like they should be found homes for. Everyone has an idea of what we should do about the homelessness, but no one is doing anything to really address it. So I would love to see a true champion for eradicating homelessness in the county because everyone has an issue with homelessness. Yes. There, is, there isn't anyone who, who thinks that it's something that needs to continue to be ignored. And let's face it, the county has ignored it. Aside from some of the things that, that James Ramos did during his tenure, 
as county supervisor and who is now bringing in resources to the county and city level in terms of financing and money to address some of these issues. There really has not been a lot done by the county. Um, who else is running in the third district? You've got Eddie Tejeda out of the city of Redlands. That's right. He's the teacher from Rialto that hates kids. <laughs> you have Kaiser Ahmed. Kaiser, um, a sweet man, but yeah. You know, and, and I, there was something the other day that I think I, 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 really, I want to talk about it because it, it upset me. Someone made a post pointing out that Kaiser is a Muslim, anti-Trump, and just brought, you know, just talked about his work with, the, I guess, the Muslim youth in, in Redlands. And, you know, look, we may not all agree on policy, procedure, whatever. But to take to to make someone's religion yeah. the the focal point of their campaign, especially and I it was funny because they pointed out Kaiser became a citizen or came to the United States in nineteen seventy six. He's been here, he's run for other offices. He may he may not have been successful, but the thing is you lose a hundred percent of races you don't run. The guy obviously yeah. is taking an interest in trying to become a part of the governing body of his community. And, you know, like, uh, I have enough issues with people of my own faith trying to put laws that are restrictive of myself, then I need to worry about somebody else. You know, like, it's, I just, I don't, I don't think in 2020 that that sh that's where we should be at. We have a lot of big problems that affect Everybody of every denomination, sex, culture, we're all affected by these things. So uh -huh. let's be yeah. careful about the conversations we have with candidates. Like just because then someone's I even talk about our, our own people in the city of San Bernardino. Look, I may absolutely disagree with everything that they may be doing policy and procedure wise, but that doesn't make them that it's not because they're a male or a female black hispanic or white straight or gay that that shit has nothing to do with the poor policy decisions they make that's yeah that's a, and, and that's true and you know what you're right because like this whole thing about religion and whether someone's a muslim or not it to me it is just like so disturbing that people even go there i will say this about kaiser he's probably one of the nicest people you'll ever meet He's really nice. He's very sweet. He brings, he, he comes to the uh, Chicano Latino caucus meetings where I'm the vice chair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he brings food for everyone. He's just a really nice guy. But on policy, I don't know. I'm not, yeah, he, I'm not sold by his policies that put it that way, but it has nothing to do with any other personal issue. I like him personally. You know, um, I saw him putting up signs the other day on the corner of Waterman and Hospitality, just like all the other candidates. Yeah. And he's out there, you know, doing, trying to live his best life for how he feels. Like, you know, make it about that. Like, like you said, you don't agree with his policy, cool. But yeah, I just want more. Because there was a time worried that the president was a Roman Catholic. We thought the Pope was going to come. I wasn't alive, but this is what they did. Right. Me. So <laughs> yeah. we thought the Pope was going to come true. take over the United States. So. Yeah. What and as you know, I'm supporting Tulsi Gabbard, who's Hindu, Hindu and Christian. And people are like freaking out about that. 
but you know what? I mean, it can be done. There's, yeah. So yeah. just the whole thing with religion and, and a person candidacy to me, that's not, I don't even care about that. I, I want, I want to know what you're going to do for the community. Um, in the fifth district, which is Josie's retiring her seat. Oh yeah. You've got her, her um, handpicked successor, Dan Flores running. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Joe Baca and there's a few other people. But I think really those two are the, the, the more viable candidates. Um, I go back and forth with Joe Baca Jr. But I will say this about him. Look at what's been happening in Rialto. They picked themselves up. They created that Renaissance Center. I use it. I go there all the time. Mm-hmm. They have these new restaurants. They have a Sonic now. They have Norms. They have a Cracker Barrel. Um, they've got that new theater. They are doing stuff to clean themselves up. And, and Joe's been a part of that. And, you know, he hasn't always agreed with everything that all his colleagues are doing. Buddy, he, he's just, you know, but he's trying to be consistent and trying to be, um, you know, do the right thing for the constituents and get all these things in place so that they can um, create a higher uh, um, revenue right. base, right? Uh, so I got to give him that. Um, he is... He is probably someone that if I lived in the fifth district would, would support over Dan Flores just because Josie was there for so many years. And really the problems that the county needs to address were just ignored. So I don't know if the fifth district wants to continue in that same vein. You know, I mean, because Dan's just going to be a continuation of Josie because let's face it. I mean, the person that runs your office is doing the real work and the supervisor is actually just a figurehead. So I don't think there will be any change in the county level with Dan. That's my personal opinion. Well, from what I know of Dan, I know at least what I know of his campaign and what's going on is that there are, he does have new ideas. And I think stepping forward, even though you, you're right, in essence, you're running and you're pushing, you know, the campaign ahead. Once you come out of that shadow, though, you do have to now become your own person. And you have to prove like, yes, I was there and I was a part of these things, but here's how I set myself apart. Here's, here's the next evolution of what we were doing. And that, I think, I think that is actually a lot harder is separating yourself from your predecessor and becoming your own, your own elected official. So I I think it's an interesting. Well, it's also disturbing that he's raising his money the same way that some lesser liked folks raise their money you know i mean it's just it's all blood money but it's so all we look at that too right i mean i look at that and so it's like yeah you know i don't I'm, I'm not really sure about the people that are supporting him so i have that issue but you know um, we'll see what happens they're both two viable candidates and that's not my district uh, but it's definitely a campaign that people should be interested in because what happens at the county level and how much um, collaboration there is with the city level is really, really important because there hasn't been that collaboration in the past. Yeah. Like everyone just kind of isn't working in a bubble in San Bernardino. They don't work with the other electeds around um, the county level, the state level, the federal level. And so we need to see more cohesiveness. Right. Like everyone needs to be working toward fixing San Bernardino. And I do think that we have some good um, 
assembly members that Louise is running for re-election. She's brought in a lot of resources. James Ramos, in the year that he was there, gave us $3 million that we still want to know what's happening with the general plan. Right. But he delivered the money for it. He's right? done a lot. He's really been a part of bring good legislation. And, and I, he know. wants to partner with the city to address and tackle the homelessness issue. Right. Well, you know, that's going to take making sure that you have people in place. I'm not, you know, I looked at who he's endorsing. Well, that's, those aren't people that are addressing the homelessness issue. That is true. There is that. But, but he's, (laughs) you know, he, I I, look, I, James took a chance with my endorsement. He really, to me, when when I met and spoke with him, it was about trades and job opportunities. And, and that was why he liked what I was doing in my campaign. And then I look yeah. at now his endorsement and support of, are of people like Basine who are supporting warehouse jobs that don't build trades or unions. So I, I'm kind of it's with this one. It's This one is messy too, but there's no way that I'm going to, that we should even consider supporting his, you know, the other side because it just it's, it's not, not make sense. Yeah. He did absolutely nothing in the Senate. But what he's <laughs> doing, I, and, and this is where I came down to it because someone's like, "Oh, are you not going to vote for him?" And I said, "Look, what he's 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 got proof. He's got proof in the pudding with with what he's doing. Like I can see James Ramos as an assembly member actively working, creating bills and opportunities for my." district like where he yeah. serves what he what what he thinks is going to happen in san Bernardino. now i can i i'm definitely willing to oppose that because i live here he doesn't live here he's not watching these people every day uh, That's uh true. and and so we can we can agree to disagree on that endorsement but i'm gonna vote for him because i i appreciate the three million dollars towards a general plan I just wish it would have come with like, hey, you actually have to do something with the general plan. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's that's true. Um, you know, and then and this is like something that people need to realize. These elections really matter because all these people do have to work together. Obviously, Pete Aguilar, as our congressman, has been very active in bringing funding for all kinds of good projects in the region. Yes. So I just don't see there being any issue with him being replaced. Um, I think he's doing a good job again. Well, I don't agree with everything. You know, he's Pete's, Pete's fighting the good fight on, on several issues that I agree on. And then there's other things that I'm like, ah. but, you know, but he's done a good job. He's been a good representative. He's bringing money to the region. And so mm-hmm. I think there's no issue there. We do have a Senate race that is conscious. There's a, that a lot of people are t- between. Um, and that's the replacement of Mike Morrell, who is my senator and yours mm-hmm. too, <coughs> Senate District 23. And um, then you have the um, school board member, Abigail Medina, running for that that seat. And then you have a couple other folks, uh, Chris Goodfellow, the wealthy uh, woman from Redlands who's running. Um, and so, you know, I I know what Abigail would bring because she's already working in conjunction with a lot of our local officials to to get things done. And I've seen her record. So um, I think that, you know, me personally, I, I would like to see her do that at the state level as well. So that there's that for me. What do you think about that race? You know, it's 
that's an interesting race because I I have I've I you know I don't I don't know Abigail personally, but I've been kind of following the campaign for Chris and I've been following the campaign for Abigail and what I like and I see from from Abigail that I haven't seen from Chris is just that that grassroots in the city like especially in San Bernardino like being a part of that community and I was very appreciative of Abigail being at the logistics center meeting where they were trying to push it through on, on the residents of San Bernardino. And that's something I wish. Oh, Chris... I didn't realize that. Yeah. She was there. She spoke, she was in opposition of it. And, you know, Eloise's representatives were there, Connie Leva's. And I, I wish that someone that was trying to be the Senator and represent a larger portion of our region. I wish I, I would have liked to see Chris there speaking because it, it's a big deal. It's yeah, a reason to know. And I, my understanding is that the county supervisor candidate, Karen Ickes, was also there. Yeah, she was there. And, and to his credit, too, um, so was Eddie Tejeda. And they all spoke against it because it really is and the way they were pushing it through. So I thought, like, if this is such and this is not only affecting San Bernardino, you've got Loma Linda and Colton and Highland. I didn't see her there and that 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 was kind of a letdown for me because I've been following her campaign closely. Now, now that went through. That that did. They forced well they forced that through because the law was going to change 2 days later where they would have actually had to disclose the information to residents. And you know what I would like to do uh cuz I would like us to do a separate podcast for that alone. Cuz okay. that would we could I one people have been saying like hey Put down your podcast times. <laughs> so uh, let's put it on. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yes. I think, really you know, um, there's just so much going on all the time. There's plenty to talk about. But, you know, we want to keep it real in San Bernardino. And all of these things that are happening, all of these elections all affect us. You know, the presidential election. Yeah. OK, it affects us. But it's so far removed from us locally the really the really big elections that are happening for us that we should care about like i said before are the local Mm -hmm. campaigns because every single day we're going to be um affected by the policies and laws that are created locally and so things like eastgate that's going to affect thousands of people create a whole bunch of low-paying crappy jobs for decades we're not going to get any tax (laughs) revenue from it no and you know the thing is City government, local government, county government, these decisions that, that, that take place on a Tuesday night directly affect you Wednesday morning. And yeah. you cannot let those people tell you how your life is going to go. The whole point of it is for them to represent the community. And we just, we don't have it. And you know why that's happening? Do tell. Because people don't pay attention. There you because go. people are not because people don't care about elections and voting and really paying attention to the folks who are running and how they're going to represent you like it doesn't make it doesn't make a difference if you're voting but you're voting for people that are not going to vote in your best interest right they're, they're and then the people, people that are right. voting against your best interest and you voted for them right <laughs> and they don't want to vote them out they just like it's it's a very weird dynamic. I, I you know, but I remember a guy told me, Oh, I only vote for incumbents. And I said, Are you happy with what's going on in our city? No. I said, Then why do you vote for incumbents? <laughs> like, think about what you're saying. And he sat there and he was like, 
wow i said do you think they're gonna do something different like what is it what are you waiting for like what is that saying and, about hitting your head against the wall and expecting a different what is that definition well, of I tell you, you know people say the, the saying has always been like if you continue to do the same thing over and over again expect different results it's called insanity Exactly. I've always said, if you do the same thing over and over again and expect different results, it's really denial. You, you know, you're, you're not, you're not going to admit to that this isn't working. You're just gonna no, next time, and that's why we are where we are. Like, you know, I it's know. like standing standing on the sand, and and the waves keep coming, and they keep going out, and you keep getting buried deeper and deeper. You're in the same spot, that's but. Right. And and so I really want the residents everywhere, all over the county of San Bernardino, in the city of San Bernardino, to take this opportunity. Big year. Everything's up right now. A majority of council members, a majority of the board of supervisors. Oh, like, it's I exciting. I, look, here's what I think we should do. We should tag all these people that are running with this podcast. And we invite you to come on and talk to Treasurer and Letty. Yes. Tell us what you want to do that's so different and so awesome that we and everyone else should support your endeavor. You know, talk to us. What's your vision for the city, for the county, for the state? Talk to the residents of San Bernardino. We don't have a huge, gigantic following, but we are going to definitely have a voice in some capacity. That's right. right. We're two people that the two people you want to vote for you. So every vote matters. Exactly. So I'm just like, this is an open invitation. Cool. I'm down. Hope to see Who's you guys. Who's going to be first? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, everybody, we're going to be having some more podcasts soon, because if we're going to start talking to these people, then we got to start bringing them on and making it happen. We're going to have to up our podcast game. Right, Treasure? Yes, and we have heard a lot of the feedback, so we will be posting more po- podcasts, shorter times, instead of kind of doing the hour long and further apart. So we guys, we heard you and we appreciate that because you yeah. want to hear from us more. So cool. So puts us as 45 minutes for today. So with that, let's sign off and like, let's get these people on our podcast so we can start having real conversations. All right, Sam, you know, keep it real. Keep it real. <laughs>